What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Embrace. I'm your host, Sarah. And today I have an amazing client of mine as a host, Crystal True Edwards. And True, super excited to have you on today's episode. I feel like this is a really great way for the audience to get a perspective from someone who's been in the client seat and someone who's really gone through the journey of what it truly means to embody embracing the journey, embracing the process. So excited to dive into what that embodiment journey has been like for you, but would love to have you introduce yourself. Like, where are you from? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what brought you here. Yes. First and foremost, you know, I'm honored to be on this podcast. I have grown so much since uh, I've met you. And yeah, so my name is Crystal True Edwards. Uh, I'm from Boston, Roxbury to be exact. I'm 29 years old and I am a loctician as well as a health and wellness. Uh, I just would say seeker, truth seeker, and multidimensional being spiritualist and just a lover of joy. Hmm, beautiful. So wholesome. I love it. So kind of diving right in. So True and I have been working together for since August. So since August, one-on-one sessions and really just diving in and to give everyone like a little bit of background, like I know you came in with the desire to work on your mindset, but also work on your fitness and your nutrition health. So we did a little bit of nutrition coaching, but the depth really does go into the mindset work that we did. And it's deeper than just mindset work. Like I feel like sometimes when you hear mindset, it's just like, oh, you know, how you shift your thoughts or like how you think a little bit better, but it truly is a lot deeper than that. And just as a coach myself, I'm still really working on discovering like really what to refer to myself as. Cause I wouldn't really say a life coach necessarily, even though it is a little bit more on life coaching, but it's deeper than just a mindset coach. It's almost like a spiritual, like evolution type of guidance that we do. So obviously True is very familiar with this too, like the four bodies that I always say that we have, which is spiritual, emotional, mental, and then physical. So True, where would you say that you were mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually before we started working together? Like before we met up in August and really started diving into it? Oh man, I was down in the dumps. (laughs) Before I met you, I seriously was just not loving myself fully. I was, you know, smoking five blunts a day. I was on shrooms, not saying shrooms are bad, but I was like sort of not using it to heal myself. I think I was just using it to run away from my problems and run away from my issues, run away from myself. Um, I kept in this cycle of just like getting up, smoking, sort of feeling what I'm going through, but running, running away from it. Um, gaining so much weight, snacking at night. Oh my God, GoPuff had me in a chokehold. <laughs> like I was ordering so much junk food and I realized the um, weight that was on me physically, but more so mentally, I was just deprived knowledge and information and things. I needed to ignore it. Like I know it's there. I know it's starting to stink. It's getting in the way, but we're still going to stuff it. So it got to a point where I just was like, no, like this needs to stop. this needs to stop. I looked in the mirror. I was like, I don't even see who this person is. I was almost two hundred pounds. Sorry to scream now, but that is insane. Like that's like completely out of who I am, completely out of character. And prior to meeting you, I was just coming out of a, 
um, mentally abusive, emotional abusive relationship. And, um, and I was in an extreme victim mindset because I was just like, I don't know how I got here. And this person was doing this to me. So I noticed I really needed to turn myself around in terms of just how I was thinking. I was like, my mindset's not right. There's many blockages. And spiritually, I was still trying to meditate, but it wasn't really working because I was getting blockages after smoking. And I was smoking weed, not no cigarettes or anything, but just weed. And um, yeah, it just wasn't good. I was I noticed how I was affecting people around me too. They were comfortable with where I was. And I was like, this isn't me. I want more for myself. Mm. And yet I reached out to a friend and she told me about you. And I was like, yes, I'm doing this. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> beautiful yeah no you brought up like a lot of things that I think so many people can really resonate with like being really victim to your reality victim to your circumstances right like just in that victim mode what did that look like for you like what did you feel like you were identifying with that in like in turn you were almost letting your victim mentality control you yeah, and mainly being in that space, I was so focused on shame and guilt. So shame for not standing up for myself, allowing um, people to treat me a certain way. Shame for standing around people and staying around people that I may have, you know, continually just disrespect me and having sort of feeling bad for standing up for myself. Guilty for being where I am and sort of just basking and sulking. In the shame and guilt, it was like a huge cycle. It was like shame, guilt. Every time I get up, I'm trying to stay positive. And I'd be like, remember this, remember this. Just living in the past, like continually living in the past. And it's like, mm-hmm. I need to get off this hamster wheel. I need to get out of this cycle. And, and it was like toilet paper torture. And I say that because toilet paper, you can just rip through it. Like if you face what you're going through, you can just rip right through it. But because I was just allowing it to blind me, I just was the shame and guilt took over completely. And I was like, I can't do this on my own anymore. And that's when I reached out. I was like, oh, please help me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like a really good point to make, right? Because it's like you're living in the past and it's almost like you're it, you're you're responsible for the cycle that you're just constantly living in and it's repeating itself over and over and over. And you're living in this like shame and this guilt. And shame is a really, really heavy emotion to feel and to live in did you ever feel like you were blaming like your circumstances or other people that you were around for how you felt or did you kind of blame yourself but you knew or maybe you whether you were conscious or unconscious of it did you feel like you knew that you were kind of blaming yourself and you knew how you felt but you weren't necessarily doing anything about it that precisely like i i knew what i got myself into and I was sort of blaming the world for where I was. I was like, damn, like, I'm really here right now, one. And two, how did I let someone treat me this way? And then three, like, how do I get out? I sort of was just like, you know, I, I was going to swear. I just, was just like, you know. What you can have full expression. If you feel like you need to swear, you can swear. <laughs> I was just like, you know, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I was literally blaming my mother I was blaming my mother I was blaming you know the person I was with and I was like all of y'all are terrible examples and it wasn't until like I really had to sit back and be like 
I took some part in this too. You know, like I said yes to things. I have to take full responsibility in what I say yes to. And I was just, I was just in this, like again, this cycle. And I had to beat that cycle. I had to destroy it. I had to get rid of it. And I, more importantly, I had to face it. And that's what I have learned with you too. Like I had to sit with it. And what I learned was I've never been taught that. I've never been taught to sit with my feelings. It's always, oh, you'll get over it. Move on, work through it. But yeah, mainly I had to sit with that feeling and let it release through through me. Mm, Yeah, you just said like the most powerful thing right there. Like you took responsibility for your own suffering right? It's like you were getting upset at the people around you because it's like, why are you, why are you like this essentially? Like, why is this who you are? Why is this how you handle things? And then like, it's affecting me this way. So like, again, that's a very victim mentality. That's like really deep into victimhood. But then you're like, wait a minute, what role did I play? And what role am I continuing to play in my suffering? And the moment you choose to take responsibility for your suffering, for any reality that you're in, that you know, you don't want, that's when you reclaim your power. Because one, like the answer is always in taking responsibility. And I know that we talked a lot about that through our sessions. It's like the moment you start to really reflect on like, okay, it's my fault that I'm here. But since it's my fault, I have control and power to change the narrative, to change the story. So that's the other thing is like really understanding that you had to face yourself and you had to sit with yourself for you for you to move through that. And that's what a lot of people run away from and they avoid. And that's why a lot of people stay right at their baseline potential because they're so afraid or avoidant of facing those parts of yourself. And what was like the biggest turning point for you? Like when you, when we started working together, like I know it wasn't just like, you know, within one session, like, okay, boom, poof, like you're this changed person. Like it takes a lot of work and it takes time and it takes repetition, just like any journey to like consistently show up for yourself. What do you feel like was the biggest block for you? Or maybe it wasn't even the block. Like you knew what your blocks were coming into the program, but what was maybe like the hardest thing to face? Like what was the hardest thing that you feel like you actually had to work through? This is a great question. Um, The hardest thing for me to work through was definitely first was being fully honest and trusting that you will be non-judgmental to what I put myself through and the things I indulged in. So was one, developing the trust, but two was facing the fact that I was in love with myself um, unconditionally. Like when we, I think it was our sixth meeting together and you was like, you're very much loving yourself under conditions if you're not able to show up, you know, fully as yourself, if you're not able to show up when you're not feeling, not feeling a hundred percent. And so therefore I said, Oh wow. That, a light went off in my head. And I said, it's time I show myself what it looks like to love myself un- unconditionally. Cause it got to a point where I noticed my habits of not even if my habit of loving myself unconditionally, of not loving myself unconditionally shows up right with myself, that's going to bleed into my relationships with other people and bleeding to my habits in my career, in my life, all well around. So I sat with myself and said, wow, what are some ways that I wasn't sure of myself, you know, all love when I wasn't 100%. I wrote those down. I was like, wow, it's a huge blind spot for me. So when um, you shine a light on my blind spot, I said, oh, well, that's something I definitely can work on. And that is what truly like changed the whole trajectory of my life. I was like, 
I'm no longer going to shame myself for things. You know, I wasn't taught growing up. I'm no longer going to shame myself for things that I possibly, you know, just haven't learned before. I haven't really tried it. So therefore, I said, you know, it, it's time to, you know, change my mindset and just try it. And anything worth doing the first time, you may do it poorly, but at least you're stepping out and saying, I'm going to change this pattern. It's uncomfortable, but I have to do it to reach my desired outcome and who I want to be. Mm, that was really powerful. Like, you know, you have to face the parts of you that you cannot stand that like, again, like loving yourself unconditionally, or sorry, you were loving yourself under conditions, you were loving yourself conditionally. And like you said, too, it's like it, it, you weren't showing up for yourself, the, the days, the moments that you didn't really necessarily feel your best. It was like, okay, like, how do I move past that? Well, why are you having a hard time showing up for yourself in the first place? Like, where are you holding that shame? Where are you holding that guilt? Where are you not accepting? yourself and like you said like kind of shining light both on those blind spots but on the shadows that are there like that was all being kept in the dark and that's why we're so unconscious to it or we're so unaware about what's actually holding us back that has to do with ourselves because like we don't even see it we're not shedding light on it so that's like what I love about coaching and what I love about this type of work is like you know, we're just guiding you. We're just asking you questions for you to be able to see things that you wouldn't otherwise see if you weren't being asked that. And it's really hard to ask yourself those questions. It's hard to even know how to go deep with yourself. And kind of going back to what you were sharing, like before we started working together, it's like you were doing like a lot of like self-sabotage in the sense of like kind of just like covering things up, right? Like you were smoking a lot, like shrooms, stuff like that. And I resonate, like I used to smoke not necessarily with the conscious thought that I was like avoiding something but it was just something that I was habitually doing and then the moment that I stopped that's when a lot of things start to come up and it's like oh fuck like I didn't know that it was there I didn't know that that was actually affecting me so for you it's like I know you've been what sober since October October so that's what like four months five months so one congratulations on that journey because that can be really hard and it's like a lot of times too sometimes we think that we're doing something just because like it's fun or like we're like we're not necessarily attached to it but the moment that you actually detach from it you realize like oh that was actually a little bit of an addiction or it was actually something that was covering something up that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to know or face or bring awareness to if I didn't make that decision so when it came down to like smoking and stuff like that, like when you were able to move away from that, or even before you like went sober and you were doing it a little bit less, where did like clarity start to come up in your life? Like what were you able to recognize even in just like your day to day by being a little bit more present with yourself by like maybe trading out the time that you would normally be like lighting up a blunt and like starting to journal fuck with yourself. It's like, where did, do you feel like your relationship with yourself really strengthened through that journey? Definitely um, being able to recognize what each thing was doing. So when I first picked up the blunt, I realized I was cycling back into like, oh, shoulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I shoulda done this, shoulda done that. And I definitely was self-sabotaging a lot of things. And prior to the relationship I had, I self-sabotaged so many of the great relationships, which is why the last one was my karmic one, which put me on the trajectory to, to face myself. And two, the pen. I picked up a pen, was journaling, was really like, damn, I'm really fucked up. <laughs> Let's seriously sit with myself and be like, 
yeah, I present as like love and light and stuff, but there's a lot underneath this that I that needs to that I need to dive into and I need to clear out. You know, like I can cover it up so much, but no, it's time to clear it out, start fresh and feel a bit lighter. So a lot of um when it came to like changing, it took me to write instead of smoking. When I wanted to smoke, I said, no, we're going to go to the gym. I started working out, right? And after working out a lot more, I was like, oh, my God, my brain clarity just opened up. And instead of getting, you know, the junk food and eating at night, I started to realize, man, let me grab this fruit. It makes me feel better. I feel a lot more home in my body. I was so out of my body. I didn't know what was going on. And after I started just changing my habits, instead of like, you know, going to sleep with with my phone in my face or watching so much, having so much screen time, I decided to go on a walk. I decided to go to the beach and cry it out. Like that was my first time ever doing that. I was loud. I took space. I said, I don't give a fuck who sees me. I don't care who's looking at me. I just was releasing. I wore all white. And it was just beautiful to see that transition of like a simple change in habit of like smoking a blunt or, um, being on my phone all day, I said, no, let me take time for myself and really try to face me because I realized my patterns when I was smoking the blunt instead of writing, I was just shoulda, coulda, woulda, sulking. The shame came back up. The guilt came back up. And I found myself, when even when I would try to meditate, it would still come up and I'm stuck. like, no, I'll stop meditating because I'm trying to run from it, right? So once I started writing more, started diving more into self, going on walks, you know, going on walks without even listening to music, just here in nature, I fully felt like, wow, these are the emotions going through my body. This is what I could do to help to help move them, to help get them out. I'll scream into the ocean, the water. I actually wrote down every person that I ever done wrong, every person that I um, that I uh, ever impacted, maybe in a negative way, and I apologized to them. I wrote it all out. I burned it. I wrote down all my terrible habits. Burned that. And just had a burning session, burning ritual and said, no, no more. Like, this is not me. This is the old me. I'm shedding all of this off because it's no longer serving me. And I'm stepping into loving myself unconditionally. And without your guidance, or at least your guided questions for me to help guide myself, I don't know where I would be right now for real. Like, literally, like, life-saving. Like, I know it sounds, I don't care if it sounds dramatic, but it really did help me save my own life. And I will forever be grateful for you for real. Well, that's really honoring to hear. And I'm just as grateful to have you as a client because I always say this, but you are someone that like, when we're in sessions, like you are there, like taking it all in and this work is not easy and it's not linear. And I want to circle back to everything that you just said, because it's a beautiful example of so many different things that a lot of people have a hard time with diving into, but just to kind of like shed light and gratitude on who you are as someone who wants to both heal and improve is like, you have to be willing to show up. Like it's going to be like, just like you just said, it's, it was hard to face those parts. It was really uncomfortable. You realized where you were loving yourself conditionally and where you weren't necessarily accepting yourself, but you were still showing up every single session, still showing up and like really taking in like, okay, where in my past do I need to go back and meet this version of myself that I've exiled, that I've pushed away, that I've repressed that, like you said, like, you know, when you first came, I was like busted and disgusted, but it's like, even when speaking about that past version of you, 
in that way. It's like, it's, you know, all fun and games and it's funny, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, like, why were we so ashamed of that? Because there's a reason that you got to that point too. You know what I mean? Like everything that led up, up until the moment that you reached out to your friend and we were like, okay, like, do you know anyone that can help me with this? Like, like all of that had to happen for you to get to a breaking point where it's like, I need to change. Like I need to change. And then you may judge where you were, but at the same time, if you didn't get to that point, you may have never actually gone on this full journey in the first place. Like you were saying, like I present myself as like love and light, but I'm not an embodiment of that. How can I actually be an embodiment of that? And it's like, it feels really disgusting sometimes to admit that to yourself. Like, wow, this is who I present myself to the world. This is how I want to be perceived. But in reality, am I actually living in that truth? And it's like hard Mm -hmm. to admit to yourself. But when you show up and you do the work and you take the notes and you do the integration with like doing the meditations, like I know we did a lot of sessions where we just dropped in meditation that was like uncomfortable. Like it was bringing up so much that you had not in years, if ever, really ever faced. So like for you to be so open to be able to do that, like that's on, that's not me. That's you. Like you have to create that safety. You have to create that space to be like, okay, I'm open to doing this and no one can pull that out of you. Only you can create that. So giving you your flowers as well, but I wanted to kind of shed some light on some of the things that you said, because that was a really good example of self-sabotage of shadow work and what it truly means to step into embodiment, right? Like um, with the self-sabotage, like you were constantly allowing yourself to be in this loop of smoking and like you would smoke and then you knew kind of what you were avoiding or like you knew what you were running away from. And the thing about self-sabotage is it will always present itself and it will always repeat because of the lack of awareness. So by making the conscious decision to be like, okay, like I'm in this loop and I'm around, I'm hanging around people that also do this and it's nothing against them, but I'm creating this awareness with myself that this is not for me. Like this is not in my character. This is not in alignment with who I say I am and who I say I want to be. So let me put this, put the blunt down and pick up the pen. What's actually there? What's actually facing? What what actually do I need to face for me to understand what is it that I'm running away from? That is how you break the pattern. Like you were literally in a pattern interrupt for yourself by being like, okay, well, like this is not how I want. This is not how I'm going to improve. This is not how I'm going to heal. This is not how I'm going to be this embodied version of me. So you interrupted the pattern you created the self-awareness to stop the self-sabotage and this was like i feel like both like kind of right when we started working together but through the sessions because like through the work through our journey you started getting more clear and clear of like okay like these are habits that i know are not serving me no i know that are not in alignment with me like i know there was like emotional eating that would come up and stuff like that and then you would kind of smoke a little bit still but It was like, why is that happening though? There's always a reason. Like things don't just happen. Things don't just pop up out of nowhere. There's something that triggers it that leads to the behavior. So for you to be able to like make the conscious decision and like to still be here, like it's now about to be March. So what, how long is that? October, November, December, January, February, March, five months, five months later of being clean and sober and making, choosing every single day that that's not someone that that's not like a habit that serves me. It doesn't align with this version of me. And you're choosing that 
embodied version. You're choosing that higher version of you every single day, even if you have hard days. Like, does it mean that the best version, like the more evolved version of you doesn't still get knocked down, but it's how you choose to carry yourself, how you choose to show up for yourself, going back to what the, the, um, the blind spot was, was like, how am I, like, why am I not showing up when I don't feel my best? So, and that's the epitome of unconditional love is like through the messiness of the chaos, you're not running away. You're still facing yourself. So, whew, so much that you've been able to move through. And I love that. And kind of just like, uh, like kind of reflecting on your journey most recently too. It's like, with doing this work, there's a lot that you have to let go of. And you shared, you know, you had to shed this version of you, like going to the beach, doing these rituals, like, and you, again, taking responsibility, like doing these expression letters and writing, you know, everyone that you felt like you did wrong and just apologizing to them. And like, really almost like, I'm sure a part of that was forgiving yourself, the version of you that did the act and just like shedding that. And you have to let go of certain things. You have to let go of the feelings that you hold onto, the stories and beliefs that you hold onto to past versions of you that do not fit who you're meant to be. So what do you feel like that you had to really let go of to get to where you are now? And what were you able to gain in that process? That's a deep question. That's a loaded question. Yes, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I had to, but it's an amazing question. It's a great question. I really have deep um, one first and foremost definitely had to get get rid of the fact that my past experiences do not define me. I had to definitely get rid of the mindset that just my environment doesn't define who I am. Um, I was around as I am. Um, it's interesting as I was engaging more and more in our one on one sessions, doing my you know I say homework, but like it's like self development homework and the more I started to see how much I'm improving and knowing more of me, I realized the difference between myself and my family. A lot of the women in my family have been through similar abuse, and whether it be mentally, emotionally, or physically, and didn't necessarily reach out for help. And therefore, I was like, wow, that's I have to get away from this only because I am evolving. And for me to continue to evolve, I want, I desire to be around more like-minded individuals. And therefore I had to get up, move and get out. I, I was, you know, I was at my mama's house doing hair out her kitchen for about a number of years, long time. And I was like, man, I, I will not be 30. I'm 29 now, but I will not be 30 there. Like, no, by any means necessary. And so, um, now, you know, I'm out in Rhode Island, was doing my thing there in the community. And now, you know, I have to let go of the fact that they, this place doesn't serve me anymore, this environment. Like, I love Boston. It's been amazing. Rhode Island, you've taught me a lot of lessons. Now I'm off to Florida and I have to start somewhere new. And I feel like this is a brand new slate for me. And the reason why I've been asked to have been called to go back when I was in my 20s I lived a lot of places but I ended up back with my mother during the pandemic and so therefore I had to say why am I here and I realized I had to reconnect with my inner child and through the work my inner team through the work with you I've been able to do that like literally pick up all the pieces of myself that I've been that I left hurt abused 
really, really just deep down in my darkness. And I had to pick up and say, we're going to do this together because I can't move without you. I, I feel scattered, you know, like part of me here, part of me there. And you're come, uh, parts of me were coming up of my darkness, which is coming up in relationships. And I was spazzed out. And I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from. I couldn't explain it. And so therefore I retreated, had to heal up, had to say, you know what? This is ugly. This is gucky, but dig deep and let's go. We're, we're picking up where we left off. Um, what I've gained, hold on, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I gained clarity on my boundaries because they were non-existent, okay? <laughs> they were so non-existent. Um, I gained the ability to forgive myself through all the mistakes. Like, that's so important, forgiving yourself through all the mistakes. Although we may do all the shadow work, we may do all the self-development, we're still prone to mistakes being in this, this realm, being, you know, human. You know what I'm saying? And so it's on this journey. You know, you learn a couple things, you do great things, and then you may, you know, make more mistakes, but that's only going to, I believe, catapult you to newer beginnings and newer versions of yourself. You know, it takes that one step to try something different. And another thing I've gained is, it's real clarity. I'm going to get a little personal. Um, you know, when I was younger, I was sexually assaulted. And I, when I ran to my family for help, it wasn't the fact that, um, they didn't catch the dude, but it was the fact of the silence of the people. And at a very young age, I, I didn't understand why no one would stand up for me, especially in times of like devastation, in times of where I was really traumatized. And the silence of my family had, um, I realized that really impacted me on how I choose my friends, how I choose my, my you know, relationship lovers. And through our you know, clarity sessions, I like to call them because I'm like, you ask me amazing questions, powerful questions. I was able to realize, man, that little girl was still hurt. That little girl was still left where I was at my mother's house. And to be able to pick her up and be like, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I flew. I left because I was so traumatized to reconnect with my inner child and reconnect with my inner teen. I am now able to stand with all of us, all parts of me and say, you know, I forgive you. I love you. And although we've been through so much, we still have the power to move forward. We still have the power to, you know, take strides in life with all the scars, with every single scar, you know, and that's what molds us into the, to the beautiful humans we are. And I truly remember and um, always would take this. A friend told me, you know, our relationships are just experiences to help people with the, with what they go through. You know, we start to attract different people based off the decisions we make. And I also realized the importance of my word. What I say yes to is very important. And what I say no to is very important. No is a whole sentence and yes is a whole sentence as well. It's okay to be like, this isn't what I thought it was. So I'm going to retreat back. And um, yeah, the loyalty to self is number one, regardless if your family doesn't agree, if your best friend doesn't agree, if you know your job doesn't agree, if your spirit and your heart and your gut says move, it's time to move. Mm, there is so many great things <laughs> unpack there, but I think what's really powerful that you just said too is like everything and everyone that you had to let go of allowed you to gain that loyalty, that trust, that safety with yourself. And something that you shared too, like a really personal piece is like about your inner child and the abuse that she went through. And you grew up essentially conditioned to think 
that you couldn't speak up for yourself because no one else spoke up for you at a time that you didn't have a voice. Like you were a child, you were vulnerable. You didn't know how to use that voice. You didn't have one yet, but also no one advocated for you. So what story does does that create as you grow older? Well, then I don't have a voice to use. I don't know how to stand up for myself. And then those patterns repeat themselves in multiple different situation. So for you to then go back and meet her and kind of meet her where she was left, like when that abuse happened, going back to that and being like, okay, now we're going to process this. Now we're going to give you a voice. Now we're going to allow you to express and your current self, like you're going back and like reparenting that version of you, but also reparenting your current self to be able to move forward. Because a year ago, I'm sure you can say, like, I didn't know, I didn't have the tools that I have no now to be able to be like, yes, no, I'm moving, I'm picking up and I'm choosing myself. Like you allowed yourself to choose yourself. And I think that's the most powerful thing. Some people may like hear that and look at that and be like, what is that? Because it's not tangible. It's not like a tangible thing that you have, right? And we're all chasing, like we typically chase something tangible that we can have and hold, but there is nothing. You cannot put a price on the loyalty, the boundary, the clarity, and the power that you hold within yourself to make those decisions feel very empowered in them and not feel like you have to like sacrifice or or at the cost of like someone else's feelings that actually has nothing to do with what your intentions are. So it's letting go of like the opinions, letting go of the people pleasing and the lack of boundaries that you once had to be able to be like, well, this is what's going to serve my inner child. This is what's going to serve me. This is what's going to serve my greatest good. And I'm not apologizing for that. It's like very unapologetically showing up as your authentic self. So And something that you really shared too, that's so important and so key, and I can resonate with this too, is like, you have to change your environment. Like you grew up in Boston, you've been in Boston, and I know you spent a little bit of time in Rhode Island um, that you shared as well, but you have to leave the environment that broke you. And again, like I want to say that very lightly because you're not broken. We're never broken, but there's just things that we go through that go unprocessed and it feels like we're broken, but you cannot evolve. You cannot improve. You cannot heal in the same environment that caused that pain. So you have to remove yourself from your mother's house in Rhode Island for whatever you experience there. Like if you know that it's not serving you, your intuition is telling you to go, go. Source is telling you to go, listen and go. So why Florida? Like what, what is calling you about Florida? And when you think of like this evolved version of you and, you know, again, this work is a continuation. Once you say yes, once you choose to go in, you are healing forever. You are doing the work forever. It doesn't mean that like you're always going through something and you're healing through the same things over and over and over. But again, what did cause pain, trauma triggers in the beginning, it never goes away. So you're always going to be triggered. You're always going to be faced with something because as long as you're a living, breathing human on this earth, we're going to experience pain. But the evolution discontinues. Like it's not like you, it's not a one-stop shop. Like it's not like you sign up for six months of coaching and it's like, okay, now I'm healed. Now I can go about my life. And like, it's just a ride up. Right. Right. So I kind of forget where I was going with that. But nonetheless, like when you think of Florida and when you think of like the version of you that you've really met and embodied and became throughout this process so far, where, how does that speak to you? Like what significance does that hold for you? 
Yeah. Um, so one, I'm youngest of four. And my my father has a child on, has my which is my older sister. Um, and she's born in Florida. I had never really gotten to know her. And I said, man, where can I go right now? And somewhere that I've been unfamiliar with, somewhere I can meet new people. I don't, the only person I know there is my my older sister. I'm the youngest on my mom's side. She's the oldest. And so I'm like, this is going to be cool. Like two of us going to meet, we're going to uh, create an amazing bond. But more importantly, this is new heights for me. This is, this is somewhere I can just stretch my arms, feel no walls, you know, reach to the sky, feel no ceilings. And I'm able to truly take what I've learned about myself, the self-development sessions with you, the therapy sessions I've had, the experiences I've had, the challenges I've faced, and truly just hit the ground running when I get to Florida. Florida is just a new space for me. It's all new. I just ask for new. And I've shedded all that I need to shed here. I've been told multiple times, I've been moved multiple times, nudged multiple times by my, you know, my spirit guides, my angels would be like, my ancestors, go, 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 go. And so Florida, because it's new too, I'm a loctician. Everybody got some dreads, got some sacred locks out there. So I'm ready to definitely explore my um, health and wellness journey out there as well and continue on with, um, you know, just understanding that life is what we make it. And it's time, like I said, it's time for me to move. And Florida is the one that came up. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I love that. And something that I also want to shed some light on, because I think a lot of people in the position where they've been in the same environment or they've lived in the same place and maybe they're unhappy and they feel like, okay, this isn't serving me. This isn't serving me. They take that pain to make the decision to move. And they think that moving and changing the environment is what's going to feel healing and what's going to make them happier. But You've been in this space, like you've been between Boston and Rhode Island for the last like 20 something years. And knowing that you've done a lot of work and healing in the space that you experienced a lot of your past trauma, how, what difference does that make in this move? Because it's like, I don't know if we dove into this quite yet on the show, but like you're in a space where it's like you have a lot more gratitude for yourself. You have a lot more gratitude for life. And despite what you're facing, despite what you're going through, like when it gets a little bit dark, you're still showing up for yourself. It's not like you're like, man, like uh, I'm doing this work and, you know, I just I, I know I need to get out of here. Like I'm just not I'm not feeling good here. I'm not happy here. Like I know I just need to leave and then I'll feel happy. So what difference does that make? Like knowing how do you feel where you are right now? Like what can you say about where you are right now in the environment that you're in, but also looking ahead and looking into the future, but this is where I'm going and this is where I'm heading. This is where I'm being called to go. What difference does that make? And I feel like even like having you back on after you move, I think will also be like a full circle moment to really experience that. But Again, like you, a lot of people expect that the move or like making this drastic change in their life is what's going to bring the happiness. So what do you have to add to that as far as like, you're not moving to run away and then chase this feeling like you've already worked to have that, but then you know that this is the next move for you. So what do you have to kind of add to that? Yeah, I think being brave enough one to sit down and face any darkness that have been through is commendable one and two because I've done the work 
I know there's nothing left for me here. Honestly, to, to complete, to, to clear out, like I've done my work, I've cleared out, not only have I cleared out my um, mental blockages, my, my emotional blockages, my physical blockages, like I'm able now to make firm decisions. Sometimes, you know, in the past, I struggled with that so much to be like, I want to make this decision. What about this? This, this? No, I'm now being like, this is where I need to go. And if it wasn't for the work that I've done, I wouldn't be as confident. And since um, our sessions, I'm so more in my body. And yes, people can look on the surface and be like, oh my gosh, she's lost 20 pounds in two months. Like, oh, great, great. No, this, it wasn't just working out. This was mentally moving blockages with a fine tooth comb going through all my patterns and reflections in the past. I hated reflection. I hated it because I know I've done some stuff and I'm like, I don't want to face them. So this move to Florida is, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, I have this euphoric feeling over me right now because it's like, I really done the work. Like I really dug deep. And like you said, I'm not running from anything. I feel so light. And when I mentioned it to myself, like, man, let me check out Florida. My heart was beating like, yeah, like I got a great feeling. It wasn't like, what about this, this, this? It was like, why not? Go ahead. Mm, Right there. That's (laughs) really huge because basically it's like whatever unfinished business had to happen with where you are right now, it's been done. Like you've outgrown it to this point. Like you're not, you're leaving without there being any unfinished business, without there being anything that you're, you know, keeping down, pushing down, suppressing, like you've faced it all in the environment that you've been up until this point. And now it's like your body, your soul feels ready. Your spirit feels ready to move on to the next step. So I'm really, really proud of you and really excited. This is the first time too that I'm hearing about this. So with you guys, so I'm excited to just see like on the other side, like on the side of like being your coach, being your mentor and seeing where you were when we first started and seeing just how you are so embodied and making decisions. Like you're not worried about the what ifs, fear is not playing a role and whether it starts to pop up or not, like you're so forward focused, you're so like, but this is where we're going. Like we've done the work, we're continuing to do the work and this is where it's taking us. So that is so powerful, so inspiring. And you are an embodiment of who you came in wanting to be. So I'm really, really excited and proud to be able to say that. But something too that I want to ask you is, you know, thinking back to where you were when you first started, speaking to the person that might be in that position where maybe they know like, damn, like I something is wrong, something needs to change, but I don't really know where to start or I don't know how to feel safe to face myself. Like I know there's certain things about myself that I don't really love or I don't really feel accept or I don't feel like I'm accepting or I know I need to face, but like I have that barrier. I have that block. Like there's a part of me that's just not willing to go there. What do you have to say to that person that like wants to get to the place where they feel really confident, where they feel like they're truly living in their truth, despite everything that like is thrown at them? What do you have to say to the person that wants to be, you know, in a similar position as you, like where they are doing the work where they feel comfortable getting uncomfortable and they're healing through the things that have kept them in that complacency, in that baseline potential, but they want to be able to move past it. Taking it all in right now. I would tell that person that maybe 
a little fearful to face themselves. I would tell them, you know, it's okay to be where you are right now. However, there's so much better out there for you. If you take the time to truly face yourself, what is the worst that could happen? Beyond fear is that greatest potential that you're looking for. Beyond fear is the most abundance that you can face. Beyond the fear of facing yourself is that person you desire to be. It's, it's, it's never too late to, to face yourself. It doesn't matter if you're 17, 13, 20, 50, 60. The moment you decide to face yourself, you're able to change your life. And no matter what, don't ever give up on yourself. Because every day we get to make a choice. Every day you, you rise up, you can choose. You can choose right now. You can choose right now to make a decision to say, who I was is no more. And there are people out there to help you. There are people who are waiting for you. They need you. They don't, they don't need me. They don't need Sarah Miranda. They don't need other people. They're, they're specifically waiting for you to reach your potential so then you can help them. Now, you know, cry it out. Smoke that last blunt, whatever you need to do. But right now is your time. And when you're ready, wait till you see how you catapult into greatness. Hmm, that was really beautiful because you were mentioning a lot about fear, right? And like when you move through fear, what's on the other side of it? The abundance, the clarity, the opportunities, like the answered prayers, like everything that you desire is on the other side of not just the fear itself, but you have to move through it. Like you can't skip over it. You can't just like throw it out. Like you have to move through it and with it to get there. And it's like, and like, I think the biggest thing that you mentioned too, is like, it is uncomfortable and it is scary, but when you do decide to face that part of you, like there's so much on the other side. And I feel like just to kind of add to that, I feel like a lot of people avoid doing that work because they almost rather be where they are than moving through the discomfort and moving through the fear because they can't even see what is possible. They can't even see the fact that there is something greater than where they are right now. And just kind of that reassurance of like where you are right now, because in knowing that you're not comfortable there, like it's what's worse, right? Is, is it, is it worse to just be complacent and be where you are right now or moving through fear, getting uncomfortable and actually experiencing greater than what you could have ever imagined? Like that's waiting for you on the other side. So I love how you perfectly broke that down and explained that, but Drew, it has been an absolute honor to have you on the podcast. And I'm sure so many people, so many women can resonate with your story with like moving through abuse and going back, moving through so many things that a lot of people hold deep shame for, hold blame for against themselves, but you chose to really face that and to love it and accept it for what it is. And here you are just like stepping into this new evolution, this new era for you. And I'm really, really just proud and honored and grateful to have been able to be on this journey with you and learn from you just as much and just be able to see, you know, what this work can really do, right? It's like just asking questions, just being a guy, just being able to push you and poke. At, it's like poking at the bear sometimes. Like it gets uncomfortable, but the more you keep poking and the more you just let yourself be open to receiving, like, look, you're just like a, a 
evidence of what is possible, like of what you can really make happen for you. And it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it's like, all right, now I'm just like this perfect person. Like you just have a whole different mentality and your life experience, your reality is completely different. So last thing that I want to leave everybody with is, of course, you are on the Embrace podcast. So how would you say you are and have been embracing your journey? What does embracing the journey mean to you? Oh, my God, beautiful. Embracing the journey means what's for me will not miss me. It means going through the darkness, going through the things that challenge me. But more importantly, like I truly learned that my trauma is not my fault. However, the healing is my full responsibility. In the moment I grasp that, I'm in flow, I surrender, and life truly is in balance and harmony. Mm. I just so I just really want to say thank you and deep gratitude, deep, deep, deep gratitude. Of course, of course, likewise. That I love that. Just like taking responsibility for your healing and you are responsible for what you can create on the other side. So thank you so much, True. Thank you so much to everyone tuning in. I will leave your Instagram in the show notes, any platform that you have right in the show notes. So make sure you check True out. She has such good content, just being vulnerable, sharing what really has allowed her to step deeper into her journey. And again, you know, she's done the work. We've done our sessions, but the work truly does come from what happens in the dark, what happens behind the camera, behind the sessions, and what you're doing with yourself when you're spending that time in your own energy. So thank you so much. We love you. And as always, I will catch you on the next episode.